There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, my good friends, it is Saturday night, the show about money, and uh, it is, of course, the season uh, of giving. And yes, indeed, the uh, festive commercials, the Christmas commercials, uh, they're out front and center. And it is, of course, better to give than receive. Uh, I got a hero on the line. His name is Jason Mullins. Uh, he slept out for Covenant House uh, this week. Ooh, a cold week to sleep out. Him and his daughter uh, spent the evening in their backyard. Of course, I am a former sleeper for Covenant House. I wasn't totally aware of this year's event. I certainly uh, would have uh, engaged in it reluctantly, as I do uh, is for the last couple of years. But, uh, Jason, I tip my hat to you. I tip my hat to Brianna. Um, you know, kudos to you for uh, enduring a, a bitter night and uh, for, for doing that for an amazing uh, cause, uh, more important this year, I think, than ever. Uh, welcome to Hi-Fi Radio, Jason Mullins. Yeah, thanks for having me. appreciate it. So, uh, Jason, uh, well, why don't we start off with, uh, have you stepped out uh, for Covenant House before for the executive sleepout? This, of course, was the ninth annual. Yeah, I have, actually. This is uh, this was my fifth year uh, sleeping out, so it's uh, it's a cause that's uh, been important to me and uh, I've been involved in for a while now. I, I wish I met you last year, um, indeed. Uh, but it, it's a great cause, and, you know... Uh, the cause is with us each and every day. And uh, please, uh, friends, if you're tuning in, Jack and I are here to help you have more money. Um, it is the season of giving. I, I strongly encourage each and every one of you uh, to support uh, a cause that, that's important to you. Uh, homelessness affects, I believe, all of us. Um, and, uh, you know, if you have a little extra uh, and even if you don't, uh, please uh, find it within your heart to help those who have less than you. Uh, sleeping on the street uh, is certainly uh, a mean feat. Um, I, shall, I shall say I've done it twice for, for a single night, and uh, it is not pleasant. And, of course, the weather is getting colder, and uh, the, the shelters are challenged with covid um, so yeah, t- tell me something, uh, Jason, uh, so th- that was a, the, the strategy for this year. They, they didn't congregate, uh, in one spot. Uh, people pick, picked a place uh, of, of, of their choice to, uh, sleep outside for the evening. Yeah, that's right. In, uh, in years gone past, we would normally, uh, get together as a group of executives and there'd be a place, uh, in and around just outside the Covenant House shelter where we would, uh, gather and sleep. Given the challenges this year with uh, COVID, uh, we created our own satellite sleeping pods. So a mixture of people's backyards and driveways and, and places where uh, small groups could uh, congregate safely and and, um, and be able to sleep out for the night. So uh, it was a great opportunity as a result of that to invite my uh, 14-year-old daughter to uh, join me for the cause. And uh, so she put her hand up and uh, and slept out with me in the cold. And uh, it was a great great experience for her and uh, obviously a great a great cause to be a part of. You know, I, I tell you, my uh, my daughter um, uh, was in our backyard a couple of days ago, and she was bitten by a tick. Um, <laughs> it can be very, very toxic uh, 
I, I forewarn anyone if you're outside and you get bit by a tick, uh, contact medical advice right away. Uh, they'll prescribe uh, an antibiotic. Uh, you do not want to contract Lyme disease. Apparently, ticks in Toronto are, are not as susceptible to Lyme. But uh, I digress. But again, the, the, the harshness of sleeping outside. And uh, it's incredible. A friend of mine is a paramedic. And he, I said, you know, well, what's the most important thing for people outside? Like, what do they need? Food, obviously. And he says, Wolfie, they need socks. Um, they, they, they don't take off their shoes they, when they sleep outside for fear of course they have to run uh, for, for, from physical abuse or whatever the case may be uh, socks is, is, is a coveted item uh, so if you can't get money perhaps uh, walk to your local shelter and bring them some socks um, you know we, we all have to uh, do our part I believe and Jason you've really really stepped up to the plate with your daughter uh, and did your part um, uh, Jason why don't you share with the audience um, your website where people can continue to donate and support the cause uh, on your behalf of course anyone who's who, who donates I think it's $25 or more will receive a tax deductible charitable receipt and uh, Jack and I of course always encourage people to give uh, Beyond the, I think the minimum to get a, a tax benefit is $250, but to collect your tax receipt so you have enough to make sure it has an impact on um, your final tax return each and every year. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you perhaps can uh, bequeath the, or give, I should say, um, uh, tight, I think is the right word. Uh, if you if in, uh, in around $1,000, $2,000 a year, you'll, you'll get almost half of that money back from the government. And when you get your tax refund, you can give that refund uh, to your favorite charity. So again, it is, I just think I duty to support and uh, 2020 with COVID-19 has just made it so front and center. Uh, Jason, have you been um, downtown uh, recently, uh, to, you know, just to get a feel for the street of Toronto? Well, I live just outside the city, but I have been down a couple of times uh, for different reasons. And uh, yeah, it definitely looks a lot different these days than it normally would. But, you know, the thing here is that for those folks that have been displaced from their home, uh, kids that are facing tough situations at home, kids that are unfortunately being sex trafficked, these folks, you know, unfortunately are still on the street. And even though you know, a lot of us have the benefit of, of being at home and inside uh, and, and uh, a lot of the businesses have uh, been shuttered and closed as effect of COVID, the shelters stayed open and Covenant House has stayed open because they've had to be there to support these kids. And they're still serving uh, 300 youth a day uh, that have to come through and use the shelter. And they're providing, uh, you know, warm environment and food and clothing. And so it's, uh, it's really, really important uh, to, to be there for those kids during this time. It is. I, I think when I, my numbers won't be uh, completely accurate, but uh, the audience, I think, will get the idea. Uh, I, I believe Covenant House uh, uh, spends about $300 per individual per day. Uh, I think their, their daily budget equates into something like $30,000 uh, to keep their doors open or something like that. It's a lot of money uh, to keep Covenant House open and uh, to continue to allow it to do what it does. Now, I, I just hear horror stories from clients of mine who perhaps are living in Rosedale or uh, you know, Jarvis Blur area and, 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 and the amount of homelessness and tent city that seems to pop up and then within weeks months gets moved, uh, relocated for various reasons. Uh, but, but in the Valley, to see people living in the Valley here, you know, I, I live uh, in and around the Humber Valley. Same thing, you hear of stories of corpses being pulled out of the Humber Valley in January and February for, for people who froze to death in our own 
backyard. It's just unconscionable that uh, this takes place. And therefore, once again, uh, Jack and I and Hi-Fi Radio are big supporters of uh, giving. And uh, Jason Mullen and his daughter, Brianna, uh, spent a Thursday night uh, sleeping outside uh, to support uh, those who don't have shelter on behalf of Covenant House. Uh, Jason has done this now five times. Uh, Jason, of course, uh, is a top 40 under 40. He's a complete hero and a very, very successful individual. Uh, he's also the uh, president and CEO of Go Easy. Uh, that's a FinTech company. Uh, how incredibly exciting it is indeed. Uh, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio, 640 in Toronto. Delighted to be with you this Saturday night. Of course, my right-hand man, Jack Hartle, uh, is here for the cause. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and get back to the show uh, and talk more about uh, Coven House and learn a little bit about FinTech and Go Easy. Alternative Blender, Alternative Finance. Uh, the world is changing. The problems remain. Uh, it's just a, double-ed, a double-sided corn, I shall say. Uh, stay tuned, my good friend. Most show right after this. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio, 640 in Toronto. I am a portfolio manager, Wolfgang Klein. Uh, Jack Hartle, my partner, portfolio manager as well. Uh, we help you build wealth. That's our job, is to help you have more money to make sure you have enough of it so you can take care of yourself and take care of your family. And we are all brothers and sisters. Indeed, we are this Saturday night and every night. And uh, there are individuals outside sleeping there tonight and as their brothers and sisters we must help them uh jason mullins this week uh, and his daughter brianna uh slept in their backyard normally they would be sleeping downtown and i would have been slept sleeping nearby uh to support covenant house's uh ninth annual um uh, executive sleep out uh, it's an event that tends to raise a million dollars uh, in one night. Um, again, I think Covenant House requires about $35 million a year to keep its doors open. Um, and as, as, as building wealth is, is a process, building wealth is something that should be set up systematically, meaning each week as you get paid, you should save some money. I think the same approach should be applied to and can be applied to by many people that is followed, whereby each week as you make some money, Give a little bit to charity um, systematically so that you don't have to do what I tend to do, which is quite wrong. Uh, at the end of the year, I write a large check, a larger check to cover myself off for the year. But I should set up systematically, and you can do that with Covenant House. Um, Jason Mullins did a great job sleeping out with his daughter. Uh, if you go to the Covenant House website, uh, look for Jason Mullins and support the guy. Uh, he deserves your support because, well, he's helping um, people less. Fortunate. Uh, Jason is the president as well of Go Easy. Uh, I have brand recall of Go Easy, and uh, they're at Easy's and be happy with that from their television commercials. Uh, Go Easy is an alternative uh, finance company. Um, uh, Jason, again, thank you for spending some time with us. And again, I tip my hat uh, to you for the very good work you did this week sleeping out. Uh, for Covenant House to help uh, the homeless. It, 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 it's never my good friend. Um, but you're, I guess, trying to help people out as well when it comes to uh, 
borrowing money and 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 dealing with uh, uh, that that of uh, that. Uh, please talk to us a little bit about your company, Go Easy, what you do, and where the idea came from, and uh, uh, share with us uh, that success story. Yeah, sure, happy to. Um, so, Go Easy is a uh, consumer financial services business, and our primary business is consumer lending, alternative finance, and so. Our objective is to provide uh, loan products to the roughly 9 million Canadians that are deemed non-prime, where they're typically unable to get access to traditional credit from mainstream financial institutions like their local bank. And so we provide them a range of financial services and loan products, and our objective is to give them access to the credit that they need, generally to take care of everyday life expenses, but also to help put them on a journey where they would graduate back to being able to borrow prime again. So we basically try to help them improve their credit. We give them uh, free financial literacy as they make their payments on time. We progressively lower their interest rate. And all of that is in the spirit with the objective of trying to help them improve their financial situation and and graduate back to uh, prime prime credit. Obviously, Jason's doing a a great thing. Uh, In total, I was just looking at the numbers here, Wolf and Jason, the the total uh, combined uh, amount has been raised to these executive sleepouts. And it is, I think, the biggest fundraiser for Covenant House is $8 million for the, all the years that they've run. And I think that's across North America. But it's obviously a very significant number, and it's done a lot of good things. Um, the one thing that I, I came across with Jason is that, um, obviously, COVID's been very difficult, especially for the most vulnerable, uh, especially for uh, youth, which I would obviously include there, and homeless youth, uh, for sure. Um, but Jason's really using this as an opportunity to help teach his um, children about giving. And then he's also, um, you know, just looking at uh, educating through uh, sharing these stories. So maybe if you could speak to that, uh, Jason, because I think it's exceptionally good to obviously, uh, you're in a fortunate position to be able to, you know, do so well with Go Easy. Obviously, your children are doing well as well. Um, but, you know, these pre taped messages, could you maybe speak to that and what you've done there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what I would say is, you know, I, I have a view and we as a company at GoEasy have a view that um, we have a responsibility to be invested in our communities and to give back and, and to, you know, use our resources for a force of good. And so at the company, one of our values is to be invested in our communities and, and we're uh, actively involved with a number of charitable causes. And the sleep out is an example where, you know, from the top, the leadership tries to actually get personally involved and sort of, you know, lead with our actions and not just with our words. And and then on the home front, to your point, you know, I think it's important we teach our kids uh, that, you know, when they are growing up uh, in a more privileged capacity, that, that they understand what life is really like and how difficult it's really like for a lot of unfortunate folks out there. So this year's sleep out because of COVID uh, being, you know, uh, in our own backyards, if you will, really allowed that opportunity for me to uh, to bring my daughter in and get her involved and allow her to learn the lesson uh, of what life is like for others that are less fortunate and, and how important it is that she's involved in uh, in charitable causes and being able to give back and, 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 and share her resources with others that are in need. Yeah, for sure. Wolfgang and I really focus on a lot of the times, and, and with our clients too, uh, we focus on you know the power of compounding, regular savings, teaching your kids how to build wealth. Um, but this opportunity, and again, it's, you know, without COVID, and I'm not saying COVID is a good thing in any way, but um, COVID has sort of um, pushed us out of our comfort zone and, and forced us to look at different alternatives, obviously. Uh, and the fact that uh, you and Brianna are sleeping, I think, in your backyard uh, or slept in your backyard uh, is a very exceptional teaching moment for you and your child. You know, you're leading by example, getting out there, uh, both in the business community and also with your children, which I think is exceptional. 
Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, Jason, let's take it back to uh, Go Easy. Um, financial technology uh, uh, really is advancing, and I came across a, a software company um, that, that is trying to really streamline the loan process, and and and, and so doing, um, working off of data which means removing biases. Uh, again, I think now often of a homeless person. Once you become homeless, you lose communication, you lose contact, you lose ultimately the ability to borrow money. Uh, Jason, why don't you share with us, how can a person who, who, who ends up on the street work their way back to a position of normalcy, reestablish contact with a financial institution? And do you think a company like yours is better equipped at removing those biases and is looking at the facts, i.e. the person now has a job, uh, we can therefore lend them money at a fair rate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really at the crux of what we do is, is that for an individual who has maybe had uh, you know, a difficult event in the past, a lot of our customers perhaps have you know, run on a troubled time because of uh, perhaps a, a job loss of themselves or someone in the family, maybe a health issue in the past. They, you know, they were on a trajectory where they had good credit and um, and they were doing well. But unfortunately, you know, life comes along and can unexpectedly uh, create some disruption. And now, when they try to get back on their feet, the main, you know, the mainstream traditional banks aren't always there for them. They're they're looking at credit quality in a very binary way. And if someone's had troubled credit in their past, uh, they're typically uh, not willing to lend to that individual and, and give them a chance to try to rebuild and reestablish credit. And that's where organizations like ours step in. We, we look at a combination of the history of their uh, performance from a credit perspective. We look at their bank account transaction data, and we use a, a custom scoring model that takes into account all these data points to allow us to actually then be able to extend credit to those folks and, uh, and give them that helping hand up. And then if they pay well, our objective is to help continue to lower that rate for them and then hopefully one day see them uh, see them improve to the point where they can get back to borrowing from a bank again. So our job is to help be that bridge for them. It's a lot of the, um, you know, small business owners, um, you know, that have their income, um, you know, it's not traditional income. And then also new immigrants as well, that they really don't get that prime credit score that you're talking about. So it's not just, um, you know, highly stressed people or individuals that have bad credit scores. It's people that you may not think um, don't get traditional lending or the lending that you would expect at a fair rate that um, sometimes have to turn to these types of alternative lenders. So it's a, it's a broad spectrum that I think that GoEasy actually deals with. No, no, yeah, that's, that's right. And are you are you national? Yeah, we are. So we have uh, we have actually uh, over 265 branches coast to coast in every single province. Uh, we've also got a digital online platform uh, where customers can go online and, and apply for credit from the comfort of their home or on their smartphone. And then we also offer financing through a number of retail partnerships, where when customers are actually purchasing goods and services. If they're unable to get access to traditional credit, we can uh, help finance those transactions for them as well. So we've got quite a quite a wide distribution and uh, and serve several hundred thousand uh, Canadians every year. Well, I will uh, share with the audience a uh, buzzword from uh, Bay Street and Wall Street, and that is the word or phrase shadow banking. That is non-traditional lending. Uh, Go easy is a shadow banking. Uh, it's also a fintech play, I believe. Um, Jason Mullins, Covenant House Sleeper, 
uh, top 40 under 40, uh, president and CEO of Go Easy, uh, father of the year. Uh, the list goes on. You're a great human being, and I, I commend you and your family for all the great work you did. Uh, listeners of Hi-Fi Radio, my brothers, my sisters, please um, find it within your heart this Saturday night. Go to Coven House website. Go there right now. Look for Jason Mullins. And give him some money. Don't give him money. Sorry. Donate on his behalf. You're going to get yourself a nice tax receipt. You're going to be doing good. Uh, Jack and I are going to try to, to, to do some more good for you right after commercial break. Hi, Fi Radio, Global News, 640 Toronto. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show, my good friends. It's Saturday night. Kind of throwing some fidelity for you. I have to brag and say I was one of I saw one of the last Joe Strummer shows at the warehouse. I shared it with you as I moved homes and I'm digging through some old boxes as I got a phone call from a, an old radio friend of mine, Scott Turner, who's working with Alan Cross, and Alan Cross is working on a new piece around the spirit of radio, CFY, where I used to work. And they said, Can you dig up some old photographs of some staff and events and so i came across some old concert ticket stubs uh, etc and some old photographs oh what a fun dig that was and i guess what i'm trying to do is uh, relive some entertainment as covid has locked us all in for the past year and again i recall in 2019 the gun violence in toronto was just going through the roof every morning and on television there was a, another a case and story of a violent uh, shooting somewhere in our great city. Uh, homelessness uh, certainly is on the uptick, but the gun violence, to, to my, through my lens, is on the downtick. But uh, COVID uh, certainly has not kept the criminals at bay. Uh, Cameron Fisk has joined us. Uh, Cameron Fisk is a lawyer uh, focusing on the world of litigation. Uh, civil litigation uh, as it pertains primarily to fraud. Um, Jack, of course, producer of the show, my partner, uh, wants to get into a little bit of cross-border fraud. Much of the fraudsters who contact us now come across like duck cleaners and the like. Well, they're they're international bad guys and bad gals. Uh, So, uh, Cameron, uh, please, um, the world of money, the world of wealth, there's some basic tenets and, uh, you know, the responsibility of having wealth means we must give back. We spoke about that at the front end of the show. But, uh, again, if you want to have wealth, you also have to protect your wealth. Uh, and, and, and to lose it to a fraudster can be financially uh, painful. It can also really affect our own sense of worth and sense of uh, – uh, it, it, can, it can shame us. Uh, it can shame – how in the world could I get frauded? Defrauded, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I get frauded, I guess, right? Uh, so, Cameron, please, I want you to speak to that. Like, COVID-19 has changed so much. Um, how has the world of fraud uh, <laughs> adapted to COVID? How can you protect the audience, uh, give them some early warning signals so that they don't uh, uh, fall victim? Well, that's a good point. You know, and one thing I'll say just to start off in answering that question uh, it's important that everybody realize that it's best that they never have to consult me because once you've been defrauded and you're going to a lawyer, uh, the odds of recovery are, although possible, uh, they're, they're low. So I think in many respects, I am here to be, uh, you know, giving advice on how to be prevent, you know, how to prevent this sort of thing. 
Um, so there's many, I mean, there's many different types of, uh, concerns. And, and why don't we start with the first one, uh, loneliness. Um, this is an interesting type of fraud that I've seen. So, you know, many of us are on lockdown, uh, not going into the office, working from home, uh, people that are single, uh, are being targeted in one type of fraud that we've seen come up a lot, the, the, the sort of the romance scam. Uh, and, and this isn't, uh, this isn't rare. This happens quite a bit. Um, so what'll happen is, a uh, person will meet somebody online, and here's the here's the the big fraud to always be careful of. Meet somebody online, begin dating them. Uh, that person will the fraudster um, will uh, you know ingratiate them, get to know them, and then offer uh, to fill out new kinds of serb forms. You know, say that that there's more benefits that are out there. You know, just as a, as a sort of a uh, helpful reminder from one lover to another, right? That there's more benefits out there and they can help you fill them all out. And you know this person for a brief period of time and all of a sudden they're helping you fill out the form. They've got your 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 social insurance number. They, they got all your, inf- your personal information uh, and fraud start right from there. Um, so we're seeing uh, lots of uh, calls about people that, are, that have been victims in that regard, romantic type frauds, uh, uh, people getting access to their credit cards and they're using uh again people's heightened states of loneliness and 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 need to connect during a time when uh, particularly single people are at home so that's one form um another form and again i i, I guess if i if i keep sticking on this theme of 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 loneliness during a pandemic uh now we're talking about let's say with respect to the elderly so another fraud we're seeing a lot of is again people giving up their personal information credit card numbers and things like that to scammers who might come out of social distance door to door and um, offer to uh, uh, pick up groceries, uh, deliver groceries. Like these sound like such obvious things, you know, like the way that I'm saying it on the phone. They do. Uh, you're like, how could, yeah, I know. How could you fall for this? Um, and, uh, but again, I, I mean, you know, if you're, uh, you're alone, you're by yourself, you're, and I'm talking now about, uh, this kind of elder scam, uh, a, a widow or a widower or whatnot, and you're by yourself and somebody, uh, appears and appears to be credible the way they're dressed and, 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 uh, the service that they're offering, uh, you know, it, it's something one can easily fall for. People do need to have their groceries, uh, picked up or delivered for them. They're not necessarily able to go. What if you don't have a car, but. Once you give over all that information, uh, it's it's uh, you're in deep trouble. Um, and uh, the third one, again, again, I I would say the same theme: loneliness. Texts. Uh, this affects everybody of every age. We're even seeing um, a lot of um, truckers uh, get hit by this. Um, so truckers, for example, are somewhat exempt in terms of if they go to the United States, if they go there or back, they're essential workers. They don't necessarily need to quarantine because they're delivering essential goods across the border. Uh, but a lot of them have been hit with texts where uh, they are told that they need to quarantine right away. Click on this website. This website takes you to uh, you know a valid uh, Canadian government uh, information site where you have to put in personal information, on and on and on. The theme I'm getting at today personal information, personal information, personal information. We're all lonely. We're all on lockdown, regardless of your age. Be careful about people that are hungry for your personal information. Please, for for, for my own ears, remind me, what is the most critical personal information you should not reveal to almost anyone? Well, I mean, this like, like, what I I think the simplest when I was getting at the the uh, the door to door type people in terms of groceries, 
uh, or, or um, you know, what I was referring to with respect to a lot of truckers that are affected. Um, there, you know, social insurance numbers, uh, credit card information, um, you know, dates of birth. You know, one of the things, too, is if you think about it, when you contact the bank, a lot of times they'll ask you questions, um, you know, like, what's your mother's maiden name, right? Mm-hmm. So um, if somebody's offered to help you, uh, do certain, you know, do, uh, you know, banking and from, you know, if, if somebody's offered to help you in the way that I was telling you before, they might actually get that kind of information out of you. And that's, cert- there's a, that's a big one you certainly don't want because you don't want somebody contacting a bank on your behalf and, and, and you've got that information. But oh, like security I said, questions, just, right. The security questions and knowing the answer yeah. to that. That's interesting. It, that's a really big one, like like the the it, it, because that that one's the key one. I always think that uh, what, what, maybe it's getting outdated now with what's your mother's maiden name, but uh, that's, that's the one you get a lot. That's not one that's easy to guess. Um, but if the person is ingratiating themselves enough to you, they can. Um, but but look again, your your credit card numbers and and just all your information, um, you know that that's going to come out. If somebody's helping to fill out a CERB form for you, for example. Uh, they're they're getting all your information, and, and that's you know something you don't want to give up. But it's it's like I said, it's easy to say over the phone right now. This sounds obvious, but when you're sitting in the house day after day, particularly as the pandemic is getting worse, and uh, and and we're we're kind of I, I hope not, but maybe going back to a little bit of March and April now in colder weather um, in terms of lockdowns. Uh, hey, you know you, the mind plays tricks. You you meet somebody. Uh, whether it's the kind of romance scam that I'm talking about or whether it's somebody going door to door and you never know. And all of a sudden, like you said in your introduction, um, the, the goal is obviously to protect the, the money that you've earned. And, and you could lose that very easily in this heightened state of, of isolation. You know, I view Jack Hartle as a protector of mine and, and, and he helps protect my business, our business, um, uh, in, in that he, he's very vigilant, Jack. Um, and again, Jack has a military background. He might have a cute little story about, about Jack's military experience. And, you know, it's all about checking twice, checking three times. Um, so, so, Jack, I want you to speak to that because your, your early warning um, uh, signals, uh, it, it, it's intuitive to you, but uh, help us all become more intuitively protective. Yeah, and then Cameron, thanks for raising all these points because I do think that they're very important for uh, protecting wealth. One, it's one thing to build wealth, but you also have to protect it. You have to protect it from people that are fraudsters. Uh, I do think it starts with some common sense. Some of these uh, schemes are sophisticated, and, and really some of them aren't, but they, they really do prey on uh, the vulnerable people out there. Um, the one thing that I look at um, when assessing if it's a fraud, and it doesn't mean you know you have to add, add up a couple of things. It's not just one thing, but one trigger that I do look at is am I going out and seeking information? Like, am I calling the bank and then like RBC mm-hmm. and I have a phone number to call and then I'm providing them information. I feel obviously a lot more comfortable doing that than if someone reaches out to me with a text or reaches out to me with an email that I have to click on something because obviously they're in control. Whereas if I control the, the initial um, connection, I think it's very important uh, to maintain that, especially when you're giving out potentially personal and, and vulnerable information. So, that's one key thing that I try to focus on is who's making the initial contact, because I do think that is very important. And then you have to go through the other common sense stuff, like who am I dealing with? You know, what are they looking for from me? Why are they maybe looking for it? Are they trying to put any pressure on me unnecessarily? So all these things, they're all things you have to keep in the back of your mind. Um, you work very hard to build your wealth. You just want to make sure that obviously it's something that you protect especially from people that are um, not not as honest as uh, you'd like, and especially in the case of fraud. 
Agreed. The show is High Fi Radio, uh, High Fidelity, primarily high finance. We tell you, we the two together. It's Saturday night, my good friends. I am Wolfgang Klein. Uh, Cameron Fisk, uh, he's a lawyer, a litigator, his firm and partner. He's a Milosevic Fisk. Uh, if, if you think you're being frauded, uh, if you have been defrauded, um, if, if any of your sneaky suspicions are, are, are going off, uh, you may want to contact Cameron Fisk. Uh, Milosevic Fisk is the name of his firm. Uh, Google him, and uh, he will I promise you uh, communicate with you and give you some very, very smart guidance. We're going to bring it back to the show and carry on helping you protect your money. Sci-Fi Radio, Global News, 640 Toronto. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Well, it is indeed Saturday night, my good friends. It's a pleasure and a privilege to spend an hour with you. And the job of Jack and I and myself is to help you build wealth, maintain wealth, and share the wealth. Hey, that's a tall order, and, you know, I'm up for it. I know Jack is certainly up for it. Uh, the show is all about money. We try to bring on the smartest minds to help you have more money, protect your money, and achieve all of the objectives I outlined at the beginning of this segment. Cameron Fisk is a partner He's a lawyer. He's a litigator, primarily uh, for the sake of today's discussion around the area of fraud. If you think you're a victim of fraud or soon to be a victim of fraud, um, please get those get alarm bells off and contact Cameron Fisk. Uh, he's very, very well-seasoned, uh, lots of trial experience, a, a very, very solid resume. Um, Jack, you, you had a chance to uh, interview uh, Cameron uh, author, and you're, you're always fascinated by his story. So I'll let you fire off a few questions to him, if you don't mind. Sure. Thanks, Wolf. Um, just looking at fraud, obviously, one of the most difficult things is uh, if it's someone's coming door to door, I would say it's you know relatively small fraud and uh, difficult to recover the loss, um, although you don't want to get taken advantage of in any way. But uh, cross-border uh, fraud, Cameron, so um, makes it a lot more difficult to track and trace and then actually um, try and recover losses. I was wondering if you could maybe speak to that, because I think that's maybe where maybe some bigger fraud cases actually occur. No, there's no question. We have, I mean, we have cases of, uh, like that right now in the office. And uh, what I will say is that it is true. Um, the cross-border frauds are even more difficult. I mean, obviously, one of the things that comes off is even jurisdiction. It's where do you even start the case? Um, you know, do you, if, 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 if the, the scammers are in the United States and it's here, well, you know, the person who's victimized here, likely you would, you would commence the claim here if the victim is here. But I'm just saying that's one of the first things that can come up in the case. Second thing is you can't get blood from a stone, I, I think is the expression, or, or maybe I'm tired. Um, but you, you can't <laughs> you, you can't um, you, you, you can't, uh, you know, get money off of somebody that is or not, sorry, not get money off somebody, but you can't necessarily collect on a judgment uh, in a lot of these cases. So, for example, if you have a, a scammer, uh, they they will often live a kind of uh, let's call it nomadic life. Um, and so the monies that they receive in the scam, uh, they're transferring to other corporations, other companies, other other dummy companies that they've set up right away. So basically, I guess one of the things I will say is in a case where we're attempting to recover, the key is speed. 
the minute that you basically, uh, you know, found out that you're the victim of a fraud, you need to immediately contact a lawyer and get started with, with, with proceedings. Because one of the only real chances that you have in a lot of these cases is to bring, uh, you know, is to obviously start a claim and to, to get what they call a Mareva injunction to actually uh, begin freezing assets instantly of, of, of the defendant. Um, because, you know, it doesn't take these guys or, 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 or ladies long to, to transfer funds from accounts to accounts and it's out of the country right away. So the, 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 the big tip that I would give is the minute that you find that you're the victim of a fraud, immediately do something. Don't sit on it, even though you might feel humiliated, embarrassed, uh, you know, that you somehow were victimized by something. It can happen to anybody. It can even happen to a fraud lawyer. You know, it can happen to anybody, but get on it right away and do something because it, it can really be a matter of days before everything is going to become impossible to uh, collect. And as I said earlier with the, with the can't get blood from a stone, it doesn't matter if you have a fancy judgment hung up on your wall. If, if you can't get your money back, it will not have been worth it. So it's all about the speed with which you go to a lawyer and, and, and begin proceedings. What, what are some of the latest um, flavors? And because again, these, these fraudsters, uh, as dumb as they are, uh, because they were smart, they'd have a real job and not ripping people off. Uh, but yeah. that said, even even like, dumb individuals can be creative every now and then. And God did give all of us talent. Um, give us some of the creative COVID-19 uh, flavors of fraud that have come up. Uh, again, just for early warning detection to help protect uh, our listeners, please. Well, I mean, on larger scale, small scale and larger scale, but even on the small scale, because I think sometimes that affects people uh, the most in the early days of the pandemic. And, and I think this still happens. Uh, everybody was particularly um, concerned, obviously, and, and we should still be, of course, uh, but of, of, of total cleanliness. So a lot of the um, there was a lot of scam like websites and, and, and products relating to like uh, cleaning your house or office. And uh, what's the term I'm looking for, like in a, in a super fashion or super clean or whatever, this kind of thing. Um, to to obviously keep uh, the virus out. Uh, and a lot of people, um, you know, were victimized in that regard. So that's, that's, there's a really good example. That's not necessarily somebody door to door, but that's something like a, like, a, like a website or an email that you're receiving and then you're clicking on. Uh, kind of going back to that issue again of initiation. Who's initiating? I like that, what I heard earlier. Yeah, that was Jack. Um, yeah. That was Jack, yeah. No, I really, that really is, uh, that, that even hit me. I mean, that's a really good way to put it. Um, and, uh, well, I, I think a lot of people, it, it, again, it's, it's, it's so much from the electronic means from text and emails and things like that. So fake charities reach out to you. So that's a good way for fraudsters to prey on us is again, uh, with, uh, uh, you know, fake remedies, fake, uh, testing kits, fake cleaning products, whatever. Uh, and it's not all door to door. Again, a lot of it is through our electronic me- or our phones and emails. So, Cameron, you talked about at the beginning there the importance of reporting and and speed in terms of recovery. Um, Can you walk us through, I guess, the steps? If you have been defrauded, what are the first, Mm -hmm. you know, two, three or first steps that you would be doing? Obviously, you lock your bank accounts, report to the police, contact a lawyer. Um, Can you maybe just walk us through that process and um, what a client should do or what an individual should do? Notify the banks. Yeah, yeah. Just to even to add to that, notify the banks, uh, uh, cancel key cards and these sorts of things, like even more basic than just when it gets to coming to, to me or to another lawyer. Um, but so so adding to your list there. But yeah, 
those, those are so those are the things that you would do as you're in the process of, 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 of again, contacting the police, potentially a lawyer is obviously notifying all the banks and, and, and um, uh, closing down, uh, you know, uh, cutting off certain cards or whatnot that uh, um, that you believe have been affected. Um, but in terms of the process with with the with the law that I can speak of, once you've actually gone to the lawyer, uh, a lot of times, again, it's all about speed. So what we would do a lot of in a lot of instances is um, we 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 have to do very quick research in terms of who the potential defendant is because a lot of these fraudsters, again, they they're using dummy companies. They're 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 using various means to disguise who they are. But once we know who they are. Um, then we we have to rapidly draft a statement of claim, rapidly bring a motion for a Moravian injunction to freeze uh, their assets. And that's usually done, um, I don't mean to use a legal term, but it's called ex parte. It's a lot of times without notice so that the fraudster doesn't know that it's happening. And you basically are attempting to freeze all of the monies that they have. Uh, to ensure that they don't transfer it away, but re- remember, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take much to um, for a fraudster to take your hard-earned money and get it to a place where no lawyer could ever get it. You know what I mean? Um, but, but, Cameron, I want to touch on that because Jack brought up a good point. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> cryptocurrency uh, in yeah. its infancy was viewed as ooh, the deep web. Uh, the means of transacting if you want to buy an assassin, if you want to uh, trade in, 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 in sex, uh, is obviously not the case or no longer the case. It's now been quite legitimized. Uh, we, just had, we just had a crypto trading platform on our show a few weeks ago. Uh, but, but front and center, Bitcoin, you know, making uh, recent yeah. highs around 18000 a unit. You can now transact in crypto for a lot of items online. The problem is yeah. that's even harder to get back, isn't it? So speak to, are you getting cases of people who have been defrauded of their crypto? It's happened. And and again, uh, this is, I hate to say it, uh, wow. Once you're, what you, the, the, I almost would, I would say this, be very, 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 very careful uh, because again, you're often dealing with, um, fraudsters and those in, you know that are not in Canada, they're not in these jurisdictions. They're 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 almost impossible uh, to to um, uh, how do I put this? Bring to justice in a sense to get your money back. Uh, that that is an area. You know, I when I think of people, it is an interesting kind of uh, thing. Like my mother would say, my, my mother despises almost anything online. Like she she doesn't like giving her information online. And of course, like we live in an era where we do a lot of our uh, banking online and, 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 you know, so do I, I mean, this is what people do. Um, but, you know, I almost think back to some of her advice, be very, very careful of what you're doing online period. Right. Cameron Fisk is the man you can contact, uh, partner, Milosevic Fisk, F I S K E. He's a frequent guest uh, on Hi-Fi Radio because, again, Jack and I have an objective to help you have more money. So, well, you can support Covenant House and you can take care of yourself and be, well, uh, happy, go lucky forever. Uh, I want to wish you a great Saturday night, Cameron. Excellent job, Jack. Very, very well done. As Jack said, if you want to protect yourself from fraud, always ask yourself, who initiated that dialogue? That is sage advice, Jack. Uh, you have yourself a great weekend, my good friend. Uh, and each and, every, each and every one of you, stay safe and be well, brothers and sisters. Great weekend. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.